Greetings, Internet. It is that time once again for the Midweek War. This may or may not be take three. Um, <laughs> We are here to talk about NXT. And with me, as always, most of the time, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling and Horrible Internet. It's Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? I will. We will do this show, but come hell or high water. Eamon will send me everything he wants to say by carrier pigeon if he has to. Because we'll, we'll, we'll figure out some way. If it's gonna be, if we gotta do this after show in Braille, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> the first ever podcast in Braille brought to you by the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Uh, that's a but good yeah. We're trying to we're trying a third thing this time around, and hopefully it works this time. Well, you haven't cut out yet, so that's a good sign. That's um, always good. Now, Eamon, what it's is always when I, when we're about to talk into the good that it cuts out. So. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? Fuck it, Eamon. What's your one word? And then we'll start with the bad. Okay, let's do that. Uh, my uh, one word for this week is Gable. <laughs> yes, I I know. You know what? It's funny you mention that because my one word is also Gable. Gable. All right, that's enough. Um. <laughs> Now, since Aaron, since Eamon's area seems to cut out at the good, this week we're going to start with the bad. Eamon, what was your bad this week for NXT? See, I had a real trouble trying to come up with a bad this week because this is a really good episode of NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, my only bad for this week, uh, <laughs> not bad. I like I I like the Eva Marie promos. <laughs> like I think they're I, I get the point of them. Just her delivery of them, and I, and maybe it's intentionally supposed to be bad. I think but, it is. I think it is. I just don't feel like she has that delivery of, you know, of speech, uh, you know, in a, in to, I don't know. Um, so that's the one like nitpick thing I could say is a bad, but maybe it's an intentional bad. Okay. Um, my bad for this week is that although we got Devin Taylor twice. Neither of those was her talking to Dana Brooke. And I fear we are almost at the end of that cycle. And I start to get very sad. Here's the thing. I be- to dive into like kayfabe or whatever. I believe this was the last episode of the, f- the first set of tapings. That makes Cause, sense. Because next week is the Bal- uh, Balor Apollo Crews uh, Apollo Crews Apollo Crews uh, title match. Um, so I believe this was Devin Taylor's last episode. Oh no! Uh, which I will say was very fitting because uh, the final promo of the night, the final segment of the night, was Finn Balor cutting a promo with Devin Taylor. So Balor cuts his promo, and when he ends, he walks off like in the direction where De- Devin Taylor's standing. But they cut like they kind of follow with him, and then Devin Taylor's like suddenly gone, and then they just pan to the NXT symbol. I feel like that was the the the. The final hurrah for Devin Taylor. The exit stage left of Devin Taylor. Yes. Oh no! Leave the memories well, well, alone. Well, we still got breaking ground. Yeah, we will. We oh, we get yeah. to we get to see her get fired on breaking ground. I'm so upset by this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that that's my bad for this week. Um, that that will never be wrapped up unless. Dana Brooke eventually goes on to win the Divas title at WrestleMania 34, and Devin Taylor attacks her from behind and just That'd pats be her out again. <laughs> That'd be really perfect. Vince, I know you're listening. Hunter, I know you're listening. I know this is like two years away. Please book it. 
take this idea. It is free. You do not have to give me royalties, even though I'm expecting a check for Hype Bros. I'm expecting that fucking check in the mail. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Eamon, I, I think your internet's okay now. I think we're good. What was your good for this week? Can we please talk about the tag match now? Yeah, we can! <laughs> After three tries, you can finally talk about this. Uh, Alright, well, I'm going to say what I said the first time before uh, your internet cut out. When I saw the, that match graphic, um, I paused the show to mentally prepare myself for the potential fireworks factor we were going to see. <laughs> Because I knew if they gave that match time, that was going to be a fucking barn burner. And, oh, man, it was. It was amazing. Uh, especially, like, because uh, I believe from the way the tapings went, this was, I mean, this was Gable and Jordan's first match since TakeOver. Oh, okay. so, oh yeah, because they weren't in the Battle Royal. Yeah, so this was their first, like, after that great performance at TakeOver. And and all the crowd getting behind them. This was their first appearance, so they got a huge reaction coming out. And then the crowd sees that their opponents are Gargano and Ciampa, and you can see the front row just like lose their mind. Yeah. Like, oh, it was awesome. Um, I think. I mean, we we all have mentioned how we're great big fans of Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, but I mean, we'll say it again. Those guys are absolutely amazing. I think the argument that. Uh, naysayers of nxt make about how there's an argument that nxt doesn't necessarily produce stars like it it, it the their biggest stars that have come from nxt are people that like that they've taken from the indies or whatever and so, slightly that might be true i do think chad gable and jason jordan are the greatest like products of the performance center well i mean you got tyler breeze too yeah well i, I believe breeze had a bit of indie like like background before, yeah, and, but he wasn't Tyler Breeze. But he, but he didn't develop his following there, and, yeah. and and I understand that. But I believe Gable, like, you know, he went from amateur wrestling to the performance center, basically, and he's only been doing this for like a year and a half, Jesus. and like he's that good. Okay, he, like he, he really is like Kurt Angle, because because yeah. Kurt Angle was like that too. Like he was not in developmental long, and he just came up. Yeah, like. Him and Jordan are just like they feel so fresh and exciting, and I feel like it was really great that like like I think Corey Graves pointed out on commentary during the match, it's like these guys look like they're having fun out there, yeah. and when you see that, it forces you to have fun as well, um, which is really great. Uh, I, I one, they're technically amazing, but two, they are so, their, their personalities are coming out. Mm -hmm. And that's great, too. The best part was when Jordan, I think he had uh, Gargano, uh, tags in Gable, buels him over his shoulder onto the ground, holding his arm, passes the arm to Gable, and Gable goes, thank you, and Jordan yeah. goes, welcome. <laughs> and, then, and then the crowd chants chivalry. It was so good. It so, was so good. Uh, there's so much fun to watch. And a uh, friend of the show, Johnny Gargano, that springboard spear... Oh, through the middle rope. Oh, oh, doctor, I love that. I hope yeah. this isn't the last of them. Like, I, I know oh. they aren't permanently contracted, but those guys are something special. And I think, I think we might see them in NXT so long as Sami Zayn's getting booked to evolve. Possibly, yeah. I know Champa isn't booked. Like, I know Champa isn't evolve. I know Gargano obviously is, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, 
I love, and we'll mention it probably further in the show, but like, you know, just seeing indie talents pop up here and there is always really cool. And especially when it's Gargano and Champ and they get like a platform to kind of actually wrestle. Yeah. And yeah, because that, that, that match, the, the singles matches they had with uh, Cruz and Breeze that one week, like the, those are, they're, they're delivering and they're getting time to wrestle and develop mm-hmm. characters. So. And the crowd immediately latches onto him. At least Gargano. I'm not really sure about Champa so much, mm-hmm. but the Johnny Wrestling chants are strong. Yeah, I think that I think Champa just doesn't really have a lot to chant. That's true. He doesn't have like a thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I think it's I love that indie talents are just being brought in and being like, hey, here are these indie talents. Mm-hmm. Like this is just who they are. You know. Like they're almost doing the Ring of Armal, but they're weaving it into stories they're kind of doing like the um the model of old ecw where yeah. they would bring in stars from japan and just treat them as a big deal mm-hmm. you know and that's cool that's re- that's really cool okay uh my good for this week is i'm gonna say the divas matches both were really good uh we had nia Jax go up against uh oh what was her name uh kaylee ray Kaylee Ray, that's right. Former, um, former participant in British Boot Camp. I was going to ask uh, who that was because I wasn't sure. Um, I appreciated that match. That match was a lot of hard hitting. Nia, Nia Jax improved. You could you could tell she improved from her first match. Yeah. And the ring attire, much better choice. Much better choice. She yeah. felt more comfortable in there, I felt. Like she, had, she, had, she carried herself, I think, a bit, a bit better. Yeah, I think going to like an awesome Kong style of gear, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. That's definitely because the last, like, she looked like Aladdin's magic carpet. Yeah, <laughs> her first match, which I mean, the match was fine, but it it was an off putting look. This one looked like it suited her a lot better. Definitely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kaylee Ray is fantastic, and going back to like the thing with Gargano and Ciampa, like she got offense in, and it, and it was really cool. Uh, for the like, she was uh, she's from Scotland, uh, I believe. Both her and Shazza, who who was in the other match, were yep. down for the Shimmer tapings that weekend. Um, and yeah, she's awesome. They funny enough, like when they had the Finn Balor package earlier in the show, she was in part of the package with him because they wrestled around the same sort of area. Oh, that's cool! I didn't notice that. Yeah, she yeah, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, that match was great, and it was a big improvement for uh, for Nia Jax. I felt. And I love the Emma and Shazza match. That was really cool, yeah. Aggressive Emma? Ooh. Yeah. That that was the best. The um, I, th- I, I think that would probably be the best Emma lock. Just mm-hmm. from the way it was. Like, it was, it looked vicious. Yeah. I It, it kind of looked like because Shazza was already face down, like she almost didn't know how to apply it. Yeah. But, but it ended up looking a hell of a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they they even played on their history because uh, I think it was maybe either Corey Graves or Byron Saxon that mentioned like the last match Emma had in Australia and the last like feud she had in Australia before coming to WWE was against Shazza. Mm-hmm. So, it yeah, it, it was a cool little story they told. I, I really liked it. Uh, yeah. Did you? I was gonna say, did you happen to see the uh, backstage promo they put on the YouTube channel with Emma and Dana Brooke? No. With please Emma, please tell me all about it because I adore Dana Brooke. She might be my new favorite thing. Well, they're obviously hinting to a, a future Emma Oscar match. Naturally, uh, Dana still thinks she beat Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I, I, I was telling you guys, once Dana's wrestling catches up with her character, she's going to be really, really good. I think she's just about there. I think she's just about there. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely have to go check that out later. Um, I will go with my uh, change since we did the battery. My change is um, we got to let Tyler win one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we fucking have to. I mean, god damn, man. It's like rooting for the fucking Cubs. You know, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Breeze is essentially the Chicago Cubs of NXT at this point. No, definitely. I Obviously, I don't know how much Tyler will be a part of NXT now. But, uh, I mean, I thought the match with Joe was really good. But, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and and reversing the uh, the roll-up into the rear naked choke, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we've seen him do that in TNA before, obviously. But with Tyler, it looked a little bit more fluid. Yeah, it was a real fun match. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy, what would be your change? I really don't know. I that, that's it's really hard to say. I don't know, honestly. Um, would, would it be having Devin Devin Taylor interview? Just Dana and Emma? keep her around. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a mercy change. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that'd probably be mine because this is a really great show. And you know, I did I loved the Finn Balor promo we got. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about it, but the Finn Balor promo and the Apollo Crews promos, uh, both of those were really good. We need more of that kind of stuff on the regular show. Yeah. And I like how Definitely. they got like all the kids talking about Finn Balor. Like, that Finn Balor package made me really think that like Balor could be the next guy. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 they're looking for a new star to take over when Cena eventually does Ico Pro shows for Fox or whatever. <laughs> I think Finn Balor might be that guy. Mm-hmm. Like as long as he stays healthy, because you got because you don't have to worry about turning him heel because you already have the demon persona, which makes it more makes him more aggressive. Yeah. And he's got like the it factor for the women, as Jen Carlins will tell you <laughs> anytime you ask her. Um like, he kind of has the whole package. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Cena had the ruthless aggression thing, and that's where his... But Balor, to piss him off, all you need to do is bring out the demon. Yeah, and he's got such a marketable look and, and a connection with people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, and, like, people, I think, kind of... Like, the biggest thing he's knocked is his mic skills, I think. And I think he'd be, he would personally say his mic skills aren't completely there. But I liked his, like ending promo for the show as well. Like I thought that was a great setup for the title match next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think he has every potential to be the next big star. And I mean, this may seem like a small thing. His theme song is boss. It's pretty great. His theme song is really like for one that doesn't have words. It's been a while since there's been one that I can just bop to in my head that didn't have words. Um, actually, I'm even trying to think of the last, the last theme song without words that I could really bop my head to and just have it play in the car. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I don't even know. Cause like you think, you think of all the big ones back in the day, they all have some kind of lyrics to them. Like maybe Savage. I don't know. And Savage is just a graduation March. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That would be the closest. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
I, I was I like I said, the promos were great, and that's the thing I love about NXT is those kind of not behind the scenes necessarily, but those closer look promos that they do because it lets you get behind those kind of characters. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, I forget who was having a conversation with, but there was one guy in the Twitter feed that was like, "I I don't like those backstage looks." Like, but you know what? Some people do. Some people like the back, like to see the person behind the character because at the end of the day, you know it's a show. Mm-hmm. It's not like people watch Game of Thrones and then try to figure out how to fucking drive to Westeros, you know. <laughs> and I don't think any of the, I don't think any of them are like breaking kayfabe necessarily or anything like that. Um, and nowadays, I mean, obviously there's a couple exceptions, but like most of these people are people. Like, like mm-hmm. their characters are people. You know, they have you know different parts about them. But Finn Balor, but when it, when he's not the demon, is a person. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to know more about that person. You know, you want. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like the Undertaker is just rolling up like, ah, so I had to drop the kids off from work today. You know, gotta go put my goth makeup on. It's not like that's happening. Like yeah. we're not we're not going into that depth. But guys like Kevin Owens talking about his family, that's just his that that's just him. That's part of his character. That's yeah. the person. Like. And honestly, that's kind of what worked mostly for the Attitude Era. Like, The Rock was Dwayne Johnson turned all the way up. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold was Steve Williams turned all the way up. Like, Triple H was Paul Levesque turned all the way up. You know, it, that's kind of what it is. And Finn Balor is, uh, um, fuck, I can't think of his name. Uh, his real name? Fer- uh, Fergal, Fergal Devitt. Fergal Devitt, yeah. yeah. It, that's Fergal Devitt turned all the way up. You know, I mean, it works. It absolutely works. And I'm sure Bailey is her turned all the way up. Sasha, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely. And I, I think I it was maybe like a year ago, probably with the network launching, but like Triple H teasing this whole like reality era of wrestling. But there, that's what it is. That's what it, mm-hmm. you know, that's just what, that's just the beast of it all. And WWE's not the only people doing it. Like I'm, even TNA's trying to, take aspects of it and do it not saying they're stealing but they're they're trying to you know get closer looks at these people and you know good for them you know mm-hmm. and sometimes biggest... it works sometimes it doesn't but you know yeah and it's got to work with the right person yeah exactly um, it doesn't work for everyone but yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> um all right so Eamon, was there anything else you wanted to talk about nxt before we uh, get to our ranking oh uh the only other thing I want to talk about, which I guess the other big segment from the show, uh, was Dash and Dawson. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot. Those dastardly bastards. I thought it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 like, those sneak attacks can, you know, it's like, oh, like, sne- you sneak, a, sneak attack someone. But it looked vicious. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, the way they took out Cass, like, it, it made it seem legit. Um, and, yeah, I thought it was really – it gave them – gave Dawson and Dash a bit of uh, legitimacy, I felt. Yeah, and plus, Cass is one of those guys who's in NXT who's never really, I want to say, taken a clean loss. Because mm-hmm. usually, if Enzo and Cass lose... Enzo's the one going down. Exactly. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen Cass get pinned or really even hurt. Like, he's kind of like... I'd say one of the strongest characters in NXT. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I've always said Cass is the best hot tag in wrestling. Yeah. And I think it's because 
of who Enzo is that he's so good at doing the hot tag. But yeah, I've never really, no one's ever really taken him down before. Not like Baron Corbin or Rhino or anyone like that. Like, I mean, it was good. And I guess it all had to do with the, um, like from the Dusty Rhodes Classic when they took down Finn Balor. Yeah. Like if they can take down Balor, of course they can take down Big Cass. I and mean, I think it works. And like I said, I think it gave them a bit of legitimacy and, I feel like they're the next. I mean, it seems like they're the next ones that are going for the tag titles. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be a good way to set that up, you know. Um, oh. oh, and uh, one final thing: next week we get a six-person tag. That's true. Six per- next week we get the, the title match and then a six-person tag, which will be yeah. really fun. That's going to be a great show. Who do, who do yeah. you think Bailey's going to pick? Uh, well, actually, I kind of know who they're, who she's going to pick, but I won't. oh. Okay, well, the, I, 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 I will I guess had, who they're going. I had it spoiled for me, so yeah. Oh, okay, um, my, I have two guesses. I'd like to see either hashtag Team Manly hugs, mm-hmm. or hashtag Team hugs and hype. <laughs> I'm not sure which one I want to see more because it's against Blake and Murphy, and I feel like we've run the VOD villains against Blake and Murphy before, so the hype rows might be better. Mm-hmm. So hugs and hype, I think that's where I'm going with that. Um, but I want to be surprised, so don't tell me. I I love it. It's I found it so weird that like Alexa did the whole like uh, like like anyone would team with you, Bailey. Like I don't know about that like uh, aspect. I did really love like Bailey tweeting Sami Zayn and Hideo Itami to see if they were ready. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> But, yeah. Could you imagine if Bailey just showed up with Sammy and a Tommy? Like, oh yeah, here are my boys. Like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, um, did you hear my revelation on Alexa Bliss? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, last week when I was watching NXT, I finally figured out because I've said before, Alexa Bliss reminds me of someone. And I couldn't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the old Alvin and the Chipmunks cartoon ever? Yes, I have. Alexa Bliss is Britney from the Chipettes. I feel like someone said that. <laughs> I, 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 I said that last week. I know. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I said that last week with Garza. And it's just like now more than ever. Like that's all I can see. Like I see Bailey as Gadget from Chippendales, Rescue Rangers. I see Alexa Bliss as Britney from Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's so it's, a, it's very Battle of the Cartoon All-Stars for me at this point. But I love it. It's fantastic. Um. Mm-hmm. So, Eamon, where did you rank NXT this week? Uh, NXT's my number one. This was a really fantastic episode. A uh, lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, great matches. Yeah, I really liked it all around. All right. Yeah, uh, NXT's number one for me, too. Just solid up and down action. Uh, good storyline progression. And I love that we got to see, like, the video packages were awesome. Uh, of course, Eve Marie coming to us live from from France. I love what they're doing with her. When she comes back, it's gonna be nuclear heat. It's gonna be fantastic. I hope she's eventually like scouting, like does the Tyler Breeze gimmick and has seasonal residences. Yeah, <laughs> because she can do that easily, easily. Like, uh, but yeah, I, e- NXT was so good this week. Um, all right, so Eamon, where can the good people of the internet find you? They can find me on Twitter at Amen2Please. That's Amen the number two, please. Uh, and they can also find Inspire Pro Wrestling on Twitter at Inspire Pro Res. 
All right, and I am at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machines. You can also, if you are a fan of the Midweek War, and judging by you watching this, you are. Next week on the Mayhem Show proper, we are going to have Chris DeJoseph from Lucha Underground. And he may be springing some surprises on us. We're not sure. But... uh, (laughs) It's gonna be it's gonna be a trip. Uh, that and he's gonna be on the Indie Mayhem show too, right, Eamon? Yes, indeed. Yeah, it'll be really it'll, it'll be a fun week here on the Mayhem show. Oh, I'm so excited for it. We've been we've been trying to get him on for a while now, and this Tuesday it's gonna be Lucha Underground Explosion. I'm sure we'll get a lot of teases about season two. Um, so for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been another episode of the Mid Week War.